What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Jordan Canlish here. And if it's your first time joining me, welcome to the Stage Shifters podcast. Really, this podcast is about uncovering ways that we can start to shift our internal state because really the quality of our lives is determined by the quality of our decisions. And one of the the first things that impact our decision-making is our state. Now, for a lot of us, we're in a fearful state right now. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty around what's going on in the global landscape. And, you know, I've been reflecting a lot on what's going down right now with the coronavirus. And a lot of people see the coronavirus as the issue, but I actually see the, the, the larger issue of the economic fallout that's about to come from this. And, you know, my mind likes to create all these fearful stories around how things are going to go, how things are going to fall apart and all the, the danger and the potential hardship that's about to come for a lot of people. But when I'm in a fearful state, I know I'm not as effective to myself, to my family, to my friends, to my community, because when decisions are made out of fear, it just attracts more um, scenarios that don't support our growth that don't support our expansion so state shifters is all about getting yourself into an empowered state of being and one of the most effective ways of doing that is through asking the right questions so if you're listening to this and you've gone through some fear around what's coming up or maybe you're you are in a bit of fear right now maybe you've been affected by the coronavirus situation and losing a job or you're afraid of losing a job know that staying in a fearful state is not going to serve you so start asking some questions about what opportunities are being presented to me to discover a deeper part of myself. What are some new skills that I can learn now that I'm at home and I can't go to work? You know, how can I start to serve and connect with people in a new way now that I can't go to work? Like start asking empowering questions and it's going to shift you out of a fearful state into a more of an empowered state of being. So before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to tell you that here in Perth, I'm eight days into my self-isolation quarantine and I'm learning a lot. Like a lot of my focus has been around, okay, how can I build routines and systems around my isolation period so that I'm still effective, so that I still feel like I'm accomplished at the end of the day, so that I still feel successful. Um, and the things that have been working for me so far has been having consistent eating times. So at the moment, I've been fasting every day. I've been uh, having my first meal around three o'clock and I'll train around one o'clock. So I skip breakfast, I usually have a coffee and I'm finding that to be really effective for me. The other thing that's working a lot for me is I'm doing a lot of meditation, a lot of time in nature. So since you know the last time I released a podcast, I've had some really intense lessons come through and one of them was losing uh, a close friend of mine, Nathan Diabru. I just wanted to um, dedicate this to him and dedicate a large part of the inspiration that I'm having to continue to share content because he had a big impact on my life and death has showed up for me in a really powerful way over the last couple of weeks as I reflect on you know what this will mean to me and how can I, I can learn from you know the lessons Nath left behind for me and it's really allowed me to slow down it's it's really forced me to slow down in a way so I've been spending a lot more time in nature and yeah, I'm ready to start to put more content out to the world that really serves people in a way that I feel like people really need right now because uh, we're all being faced with a fear of death. You know, that's the that's the root of all fear. And I sort of feel like I've experienced the worst case scenario really is losing a close friend. Um, so 
yeah, I'm trying to process and, and put out my lessons from all of this. So in this podcast, I've brought on a good friend from Toronto. His name is Mike Spivak and Mike is, uh, he's really doing some really powerful work. You know, he's such a, he, he's such a wise young man, um, 20 years of age. And when I connected with him, I, I just was really vibing off you know, the level of depth that he's gone into his own level of healing um, and his personal development journey. So there's so much, um, so much we can learn from people older than us, but also people younger than us. And that's why I, I always keep an open mind and I'm always eager to learn from people at different ages because there's something unique we can get. So Mike is, Mike and I have had a conversation. He's in Toronto. Obviously, I'm here in Perth. So take note, guys. There's some valuable nuggets of wisdom in here. And thank you so much again for joining me on these episodes. It just really means a lot knowing that you guys are tuning in and and the content I'm putting out is bringing value. So if it is bringing value, please subscribe and leave a rating or review on iTunes. That, that would mean a lot. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to the State Shifters Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you discover your true potential through connecting the mind, body, and soul. Marky, mate, welcome to the podcast. Hey. How are you, my hey, friend? Thank you. Good, man. Good. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, I think it's been an interesting couple of weeks for me, man, and an interesting couple of weeks for everyone, I feel. And at the time of this recording, we're kind of in the thick of the coronavirus situation. Things have really escalated quickly um, for everyone. Uh, so you're in, you're in Toronto right now. I'm back in Perth, and Toronto is full-blown lockdown. Like, everyone's housebound. <laughs> So how, how are you coping with that? How are things? Um, things are going well, man. To be honest, I've just been quarantined for the last two weeks. Uh, I tried going downtown, actually. It was funny. And I went to King Street, and it was so zombie land. I have never seen something like this before. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I was laughing. I was like, oh, my God. And then today, I tried going to the grocery store, and there's a lineup outside waiting for food. And I started just... Right away, I, I don't know what it is, but I keep getting so much lessons and, and meetings from like every experience that's happening in front of me. So like mm-hmm. example, me going to the grocery store and seeing everyone lining up, like this is survival mode. This is what I yeah, see. People are so. entering survivor mode. People are, are running away from the fear instead of diving into it. So this is what comes. This is what happens. How have so you found the reaction like, of people in Canada, mate? Like what's been the reaction? Because obviously I'm here in Australia, people are, we're a little bit slower in terms of the severity of the, the lockdown, but how are people responding to that? Because I see a lot of people just freaking out, going into full fear mm-hmm. mode, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Some people are, you know, there's people who are blocking your way. Yeah, you know, everything's good. Everything's going to mm-hmm. go away in two, three weeks. You know, we're Gucci out here. Some people are like mm-hmm. that. And some people are actually panicking. Some people are really, really afraid of what's going to happen, especially the mm-hmm. elderly ones. I could say for my mom, right? Like she's yeah. pretty, pretty scared about it, right? She's like 58. My dad's 62. So they're kind of like mm-hmm. panicking around it. It def- def- definitely depends on the age or so. But, you know, you got your people who act like nothing's happening. Then you got your people who are freaking out. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's a bit of a balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, mate, I'm excited to dive into this conversation with you because uh, we, we spent some quality time together while I was in Toronto and we were, we were both going through a lot of growth and we still are. And 
I really acknowledged and, and was impressed by you know, how much work you've done in yourself at such a young age. And mm-hmm. I've noticed along my journey, it's extremely valuable to get different people's perspectives, especially people who are older or younger than you. And I really mm-hmm. admired being around you because you were so much younger than me and had so much wisdom already. You were able to deliver a perspective that a lot of other people don't have. So mm-hmm. You probably are the the youngest guest I've had on the podcast, which is exciting. And (laughs) mate, why don't you kind of give people a bit of background around how your, you know, personal development journey first began? Because you're only 20 years old. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 20. Just turned 20 November. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Unpack this for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So basically when I was 18 turning 19, I was I was working at uh, my family store, Revita Size. Mm-hmm. We sell like vegan cold pressed juice, acai bowls, smoothies, all mm-hmm. that uh, fun stuff. And I was working, and I've been in contact with this guy named Adam for a long time. And I kept seeing him every morning. And every morning he would come to the store at seven thirty a.m. because we would open up at seven. I would make him his shake right away, ready to go. I was so happy to see him. His energy was so alive, and I felt it. But at the time, I didn't know why I felt it. I didn't know why he was my motivation to come into the store because I mm. did not want to come. And even though it's my family business, it was just, it was hard for me because there was a lot of factors into it. So I kept seeing it, I kept seeing it. And I actually get in an argument with one of my close relatives and he was there watching it. And I'm in an argument at the store behind the cashier and he's just there watching it. And like, we're on a full blown argument. And after the argument goes away, she goes away. He comes to me. He's like, hey, man, um, you know, do you, do you want to fix that relationship with your close relative? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. Like, I want to, I don't, I don't know why I keep getting angry. Like, why does this keep happening to me? And I can't control it. It just, the anger comes or the sadness comes and I either shrink or I explode. And it's just, what do I do? He's like, come on this workshop for Chicago. He's like, it's next week. It's kind of last minute and come do it. I'm like, okay. Like I have like 10, 10 grand to my name. I'm eight to 19 years old the the program costed 1500 plus fight it was usd it ended up being two grand i'm like fuck it let's do it i booked it right on the spot (laughs) without telling anyone i was going on i'm like i'm coming let's do this i thought it was just like you know help me get rich here one of those i go to the workshop and we start breathing (laughs) and it's funny we we start off the workshop with a check-in group and everyone's checking in okay how are you feeling what are your intentions with coming into this workshop right? Just checking in with your presence right now, I guess. And then a couple hours later, we started breathing and I'm like, I'm, I'm laughing. Like everyone here is 30, 40, 50, yeah. like older and I'm 18, 19 coming in. <laughs> and and the, the people who run the group, they're telling everyone, Oh, this guy's 18, 19. Everyone's like laughing. I'm like, yeah, I know we fucking up here. <laughs> so we start breathing and I was okay. This is interesting. Like breathing, like what's breathing? We started diving deeper into it, diving deeper into, into it. And then the workshop ended up, we started doing facilitations. And then once I started getting facilitated, I really, it opened up my whole life. I just, I let, I let go of so much emotional blockages I've had, so much love that was holding inside of me, uh, so many insecurities, so much things that was locking down my self-esteem. And it all stems from my childhood. And mm. that first workshop, and this was all just three days. And then after that, it was just, boom, my consciousness just like, just exploded, like, mm. like never before. And I, I, I was young at the time. So like, I, I still am young, but I, I didn't know what, what was going on with me. I had to, I had to really like 
take a full week off after the workshop and really just like sit with it and understand like what did I just do? I just went through an intense healing for three days, breathing, facilitations, checking in, opening up, just like in a safe, secure circle and like in a container that you can just explode whatever you want. And mm. oh my God, I've, ever since then, it's like I rebirthed basically. The rebirthing process, yeah, basically that, but just an intense three days. And it was so emotionally drained after the three days. It was, I will never forget it. Honestly, it's like, I don't really remember who I was before the workshop because I've changed so much after that workshop, after I started the spiritual journey. I really started connecting with my soul and yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a long, long ride, but here I am two years later. <laughs> Powerful, Already man. Did. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, again, the, I want to acknowledge the, the courage to go, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go, you know, yeah. two grand, like a lot of people, that's their first block when it comes to discovering a deeper part of themselves They're either too afraid to get uncomfortable, too afraid to make an investment in themselves. And you just was like, no question. Like, uh, I'm, I'm curious, like, where did that come from? Was that just something you were like, yep. You know, I, you just knew in your heart that this was something you needed to be at or you needed to do. Yeah. Like, like I said, like when I was working in the store and I would make smoothies for the guy who told me and brought me on this workshop and now is my mentor and stuff, but like I felt his energy and he's like, he's the reason why I woke up every morning and I went to my job at 7am and worked from seven to three. And it was just for that five minute conversation with him. And that energy was just like, and then when he told me about it, I was like, okay, like you're doing something right. Like I feel your energy is right. Something's the energy's mm. not right inside of me let me come to like, let me do what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I knew about Tony Robbins before this and stuff. And I just, I'm honestly, since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to try something new. I've always loved trying new things that I've never tried before. I was a very courageous kid, I guess, if that's how you say mm. it. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, I, like, I just admire that brother. Really do. So yeah. I want to go into, because it was a specific modality of breath work that you guys practice, right? But the, the underlying premise was the same. It was giving someone a safe container to go in to explore emotions, emotional blocks, traumas that perhaps some of these older men were carrying around in their lives for so long. Um, and it was a container to allow people to go in and explore that, feel it, release it through the power of the breath and through sharing and being open and vulnerable with, with the circle. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. What was the, what was the, the type of breath work you guys were doing? Cause I know there's a lot of forms out there. Okay. So, uh, we did a couple of different types of breath work, but we definitely did lying down. We did some, a little bit of Wim Hof. We did a lot of, a lot mm -hmm. of different types of breath work, but we did a little bit of Wim Hof. We, but we did, uh, the, I don't know if it's called this, but it was basically meeting death. I don't know what kind of breath work that's called, but it was the fear of death. And we yeah, basically sort of like sh shamanic breath rituals where yeah i'm familiar with those yeah i don't think i've yeah. tried too many but yeah yeah right run, run us through it what was that like what was that experience like uh so basically it was like everyone like all the participants including me i was we were lying down you go you put on a blindfold and mm. they, they they have their own playlist it's very powerful music so it's like yeah. and then they read us like uh they like read to you they they say like as you're going through this phase you feel the tingling in your body right they're guiding you through the process mm. And the music that they used was like, they would make me match my breath to the music. And I just, and you're, and you're breathing through your stomach, right? So they're, they're like teaching you how to breathe through your stomach. Cause normally a lot of us, we breathe through our chest, right? Yeah. But the key is really to breathe into your stomach and, and don't stop breathing. 
right? And your, your throat might get dry, your hands might get tingly, or you know, you might feel some shivers, you might start sweating. But like they kept saying, like, keep going, keep breathing, don't stop breathing, like you just keep breathing. And I know this now, and I use these techniques for when I mm. host my own breathwork sessions, it's funny, but yeah, we, we just kept breathing. And, and I thought it was like, okay, how long was it? 20 minutes. And like, no, you've been breathing for like two hours now. Wow. Amazing. And you just don't stop breathing. And then you start crying and you start letting out my, I literally let out my guts and you hear everyone. There's like 11 or 15 participants and you just hear everyone letting it out and screaming. And you know, it's like when you breathe in, you go, and then you let go, ah. mm. you know, like you really let it go with a sound. And when you let it go mm. with a sound, it's, it's different. It's very different. And you keep going deeper and deeper. And then I started going back to when I was a childhood and the traumatic experiences that, that stopped me from being who I am, I guess, today. And I just, I let go of everything through the breath. And they just kept guiding you through with this music beat playlist. It was amazing, actually. I use the same playlist mm. now. Dude, powerful experience, man. I, I know, you know, just reflecting back on when I had my first breathwork experience when I was in Toronto at Mindset Brain Gym, where I was, I was working with those guys for a while. And I remember Wim Hof was the first form of breathwork that I experienced. And I remember being just in a state of shock at how deep and powerful and transformative it was. And I remember like the minute I first tried, I was like, damn, this is, this is, this has some power. This is, this is a really powerful tool. And yeah, and you keep, when you keep unraveling the layers, I feel breathwork gives you the ability to go beyond some of the surface of what keeps people from accessing some of these deeper emotional blocks that are stuck in the body ultimately. Um, mm-hmm. How would mm-hmm. you, how would you describe you know, what breathwork does compared to a regular meditation? Meaning like, mm-hmm. how does it allow people to get in there and just release some of these things we carry around for so long? Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, I feel like meditation, a lot of people do it. It's more like in the head. When you do breath right. work, you're almost like, it, it's inevitable. You're going into your body. When you're doing mm-hmm. breath work, you're going into your body, especially if you're telling the person to breathe in through his mouth and then let go and then into his stomach. Like he's, he's going into his body and the only thing that's going to stop you is your mind, whatever the distractions, the noise, what's going on from stopping mm-hmm. from breathing. But when you go so deep into the breath work, you it's so different your, your body starts shaking your your whole body starts awakening and you, and you start feeling maybe painful points in your lower back or your your traps or your stomach or your heart and then wherever that pain is you breathe into that pain and when you breathe into that pain it's like flourishing it out so like breathwork is is probably the most powerful thing i've ever ever encountered in my life more than like weed i haven't done a lot of psychedelics i want to i want to do shrooms but uh breath work is definitely up there and it's it's really really powerful and actually i went on the, i went on a workshop i was like staffing as the work on the workshop it was in january and i did breath work and it was the first time i really dove into breath work where i really started tripping out and what i mean by tripping out is my whole body was tingling like i mm. it's it was so weird that i almost felt like I was creating an energy ball in these hands right here and I could like give it to people. And mm. it was just like, it felt, I felt energy flowing through my body. And this was after like three hours of doing breath work, which I've never done before. Mm. Usually did it for like an hour or something, two hours, but I really dove deep into this one and a little use of a uh, weed to breathe. It really helps yep. you open it up more. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it, it was powerful, man. <laughs> so brother, I, I, I've never done, breath work for that long of time like i've done like 45 minutes to an hour like you're saying 
you've done up to like two hours, three hours. Like, yeah. What are yeah. you saying? The more, the longer you do it, the kind of deeper, the more powerful the release. Yeah, yeah, literally, Damn. you can. And I, I'll, someone on this workshop, he's like fifty or something, and he's been doing spirituality practices for almost like thirty years already. Yeah, thirty years when he was twenty, he's like fifty something. Yeah, thirty years. And this guy can breathe all day long. He's told me he's done breath work for like four or five hours. Like he's breathed for so long at a time. And I'm like, okay, like no way I could do this. So I went into it, I dove into it. And once you're in the breath and you're lying down with a blindfold, you have the music going on and you're in a safe container. You don't have to worry about distractions. You can fully enter the breath. Mm. It's you lose track of time. I thought it was there for an hour. The guy told me, he's like, yeah, you were down for like two and a half hours, like three hours. Like, you're joking. (laughs) joking. Yeah, Yeah. so for people, I guess, who are listening to this and thinking, damn, I've got to try this breathwork stuff. You know, it's it's something that, you know, people discover at different stages in their journey. But for people who are listening to this kind of podcast, I clearly had a point in their journey where they're looking to better themselves, looking to remove emotional blocks, they're looking to mm-hmm. evolve their consciousness. And like mm-hmm. we said, breath work is such a, you know, such a relevant tool for that because mm-hmm. like you said, it gets you into your body, gets you aware of where it is you might be holding on to resistance. And a lot mm-hmm. of the times we're not aware of it. So we can't give ourselves the space to allow these emotional blocks to move because it's just energy. Yeah. Just energy stuck in the body emotions, which are energy held in different areas. Mm-hmm. And What's something that's helped you on your journey start to identify where exactly you've been holding these energetic blockages or was it something you discovered midway through say a breathwork experience or did you already know going into a breathwork practice that's right. Yeah. I'm holding on to something. My mm. intent is to breathe into that area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I didn't know about any of the energy being trapped in my body. I didn't know why there was pain in my lower back. I didn't know why I had pain in my hip flexors. And I thought it was because I was playing hockey and I wasn't stretching. And that's obviously part of the reason, but it's not the full reason. And once I actually started diving really deep into breath work and I actually got this book, it's called, you can heal yourself. And it tells you where the pain is in your body and what you need to do through the breath, what you need to say to yourself and why is the pain there? What's causing that pain for me at the time, it was lower back pain. So I, I, really breathed into it and i actually found that it was my fear of finances <laughs> hmm. and i would have never known that if it wasn't for the breath and i had no clue why the pain was there but the pain's gone now you know me and my posture is fixed up a little bit right but once i really breathed into it and really opened up to it and went really deep into the fear all i found was love and then the fear of finances went away and and you know finances will come with your passion and what you do and it's, hmm. you know it's I had to realize to myself that it's not why I'm here. I'm not here to become rich. I'm not here to make money. I'm not here to prove to you anything. I'm here to make a change. That's why we're here. God put us on this earth to inspire others, to do things for other people, right? What the soul wants is to contribute, right? And to grow. So we just have to feed the soul. Yeah. And and now, now is a fascinating time because, you know, I've observed over the last couple of weeks in my personal life that death has showed itself to me in a few different ways. And I believe it's coming up for me and during this time, because collectively I feel we're all being exposed to our underlying fear that we all carry around, which is the fear mm. of death and this mm. pandemic and this, this, this situation that we're in is, is, is showing that to people and our mm. minds instantly jump into this story that protects us from having to feel that we got to fuck that. We got to, mm-hmm. we got to, we got to start hoarding food. We got to start doing all these rash and crazy things because 
underneath this this fearful mind noise is a feeling that we're too afraid to face right now. You know, I had the horrible news over the weekend that I lost a really close friend of mine and, you know, it, it really hit home for me how quickly life can be taken away. And he left behind a book for me called Many Lives, Many Masters that I've been reading and it's been about death, funnily enough. And as I'm reading this, I'm getting a lot of insights into the purpose of the spirit and the soul when it occupies physical form. And like you said, you know, the purpose of the spirit is to, is to be here to help, to serve others, to not to be concerned with gain, not to be concerned with you know, self-materialization. But another part that I took from that was, was patience. Like this, the soul comes here and we have to be patient because we're learning the lessons in our own time. Like the lessons that we are receiving this, this in, in this incarnation, we're receiving the exact lessons at the right time and the soul will move on when it's learned the necessary lessons. Exactly. And I looked at that and I read that. And I was like, clearly my brother, like my soul brother, just, it was his time. He learned his lessons and his soul was ready to move on. And then I looked at what could be my purpose emerging from all this, like, you know, losing a close friend, facing the, the collective fear that's going around, you know, how can a conversation about death maybe start to alleviate some of the fears that are coming up for other people. And I don't know if you've encountered any experiences or, or what is your perspective on how people can start to maybe go in and face the fears that are coming up for them right now, um, which are caused by the, the coronavirus or whatever, whatever the fear is, maybe it's finances. You know, underneath all of these like stories is like yeah. a root fear, you know, it's like unpacking it, unraveling it. And because yeah. it's never finances I mean, for me, my I, I, finances is the, is the story that my mind thinks I'm afraid of, but underneath it all is I'm afraid of failing and afraid of not getting loved. So it's actually yeah. a fear of not being loved that I'm really mm-hmm. afraid of. Mm-hmm. What would be a perspective that you can share to maybe help someone who's either in the thick of a fear around finances, fear around uncertainty, fear around maybe the death. Maybe they know they're actually afraid of dying because of this flu or this pandemic. What would you, yeah, what's, a, what's an insight you can share that based on some of your experience? Um, so basically, I was on a group chat a couple of days ago with a couple of people who I've been in this spirituality work for a long time. And many of them have been hit by this coronavirus in many different ways. And some of them haven't been hit with the fear fully. Some of them have been hit with the fear. And the ones who have been hit with it, they told me how they were dealing with it. I was very curious because I was like, okay, like I, we're all going through this and this is all a new experience for us. So let me know how you're doing. And he's like, he's like, look, I was in the stock market. I lost a lot of money and a lot of panic started coming up inside of me. A lot of fear started coming inside of me. Oh, I'm, I'm going to lose all this. You know, all these stories that your mind is telling you, like you said, and my best suggestion for that is really just diving into the breath, really trying to find out why the panic is coming up really finding out why is this fear coming up? Like ask yourself the question, why, why is this, where is it happening inside my body? Right. Touch it, feel it, right. Breathe into it, understand where it is, understand why it's there. Right. And then you just keep asking yourself questions and you start like, like I said, there's an onion and you start unraveling layers of the onion until you get to the root. Hmm. So that's really all you're doing. You're just asking yourself more questions and more questions and allowing your consciousness to grow and your awareness to grow to really understand where is that coming from? Why is it coming? Right. So that's, 
that's the best insight I could really get for that because mm. there's not much else to really do. <laughs> you just really got to yeah. dive into it. I like, I like when you said, where is it coming from? You know, understanding like where and what is coming up. And for me, you know, I sometimes a whole fear around my solar plexus area. There's a, there's a, there's a block there that I sometimes notice and that, mm-hmm. and understanding what that feels like in terms of, is it a heavy, tight, tense energy? Like what describing what the physical sensation is. And this is what I, I guide my clients through when they're having some of these emotional blocks and they're trying to clear some things out is identifying, okay, what is the physical sensation? What, what does it feel like? Maybe it's a, like you said, yours was a lower back. Like what, what does that physical sensation feel like? And then becoming aware of that and then also becoming aware of, okay, what is the story the mind has created around this physical sensation around this mm-hmm. emotional block? You know, for me, the, the solar plexus getting really tight, some anxiety creeping up. The story that my mind's telling me about that is, oh, we don't have enough, have enough money. What if we don't pay for, pay for rent next week? I'm going to be on the streets. Like, you know, I'm going to have to you know, call my mom and dad. Like all these stories that like creep up around a feeling. So cutting through the story and just being with the feeling, there is no good or bad. There is no judgment of what it is that you're experiencing. So yep. the first step would be like cutting through that judgment of the mind because that's what's keeping it stuck there. Mm-hmm. It's the mind saying, this is not good. I don't want to feel this. This is bad. And it's that's like the resistance. Yeah, it's the resistance to that, the feeling that it's keeping the energy there. It's a pattern that we keep playing out over time. You know, every uh-huh. time we feel this, I think this, I believe the story keeps the emotion stuck. The mind's trying mm-hmm. to distract us from feeling. So you're Mm -hmm. saying the breath gives a gateway into the body, a gateway into the emotions for it to be felt Mm -hmm. and released. Mm -hmm. Fully. And I have this other tool that I use. It's, it's called the four quarters. Yeah. And I actually learned it on the workshop. It's data, thoughts, feelings, and then desire. Mm. So there's many ways of looking at this. And actually recently I looked at it from this and my friend taught me this is that, the data that shows up to your life. So let's say coronavirus, for example, or the data of uh, my mom came to me and she screamed in front of my face. You're this, you're that, you're that, whatever the data, the circumstance. Yeah. Right. And then your thoughts around that circumstance, right. Be aware of what's happening when you're in that circumstance. What were your thoughts? Where was it going? Oh, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I don't matter. There's so many different thoughts that can come up. And then what are your feelings through the thoughts, Hmm. right? What feelings are coming up? Anger, sad, frustration and then your desire and to find your desire the only way to find it is if you go right through the feeling Hmm. so i looked at that and i went data thoughts feeling desire okay one two three four what if i flipped it around the desires is what makes the data appear in your life so the data only appears in your life because of your desires and you Hmm. won't ever find out why if you don't tap into the feeling and then your thoughts are just around the feeling, trying to like, you know what I mean? Around the circumstance. Yeah. yeah. So the only way to find desires in life is if you tap into the feeling. So I always say, I'm like, the feelings are your superpowers. Mm. Like that's how you're going to find everything. That's your, Big time. That's yes. your, you know what I mean? Like your Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's who you are. And, and, and really, if you, you know what I mean? It, it's, it, it's pretty funny because our desires are just are right there. They're sitting and then we just have clouds and dirt on top of it. It's funny. Like Gary Vee says clouds and dirt, but the way I reform to it is your desires are at the bottom of like your stomach, I would say. And then you got all these layers on top of it that you're trying to peel off and it is work. It's really hard. It's not easy. Mm, what nah. we're saying is not easy. This is not <laughs> easy. 
<laughs> right but it's yeah it's, it's, it's a, com- a commitment yeah it's a commitment to the work which is what Definitely. like makes let's again like you said it's the magic this is the magic of life the magic yeah. of you know tapping into your feelings and emotions because mm-hmm. that's what you're projecting out like that's that your adam your mentor your friend mm-hmm. you, were, you were attracted to his energy mm-hmm. and we're attracted or repulsed by anyone's energetic field and we can often pick up on that before we even have a conversation with them. Yes. It's yes. like a, the, the vibration of what someone's putting out is based on what are the underlying emotions they're holding on to or what is the underlying emotion that they're projecting out? Love mm-hmm. or fear? One of the two. And you can actually sense when you come across someone who's, who's dense, the energy field is really dense. It does, yeah. it, you, can, it does. you can sense they're carrying around a lot of pain. And mm-hmm. you can sense when you, like you met Adam, when someone's really light someone's really mm-hmm. happy and energetic and you go, damn, I like their energy. I like being around that person. Mm-hmm. This is, this is really where you start to play at an emotional level because the emotions are dictating a future. Like you said, because that's the energy you're putting out. Therefore it's mm-hmm. the energy you're going to get back when you radiate out yep. abundance, gratitude, joy, happiness, what comes back, that's just it. more of it. Mm-hmm. So the real work is like starting within, right? Most people try and that's think it. without, they got to change something out there. So then, then they'll feel the emotion. So yep. this is the powerful shift in perspective. I'm so impressed that you've made so early in your life, brother. So it's starting <laughs> a future ahead for you. Yeah, it, it's look, it, it might seem like, yeah, I'm young. I'm doing this all. But mm. like God, God gives everyone challenges at certain types of their lives to deal with and to make them who they're supposed to be to find their purpose. And this is just leading me towards that. But it's, it's definitely a hard thing. It's definitely hard doing this spirituality practice at such a young age, definitely with this whole social media society going on. Everyone's very judgmental, right? Like it's just the society's kind of like, it's like wishy-washy right now. Yeah. Especially yeah. In, in the area that I live in. Like, you know, when I, when I try to express what I've learned or the spiritual lessons that I learned or the perspective that I see, like a lot of people don't maybe understand where I'm coming from. And then sometimes it puts me in a place and like, holy fuck, like, what am I doing? Like, and then I, the thoughts start coming up and then I do my processes and then I, I do the, the data, the four corners, what I say, yeah. but it's hard, man. It's definitely not easy, especially me. I'm the youngest brother of five brothers in this family. And it, it's definitely hard your whole life. You know, you know, you people kind of like talk down to you. Don't really like see you for who you actually are and like really going out there and getting the respect that I deserve and that I know. And right. Like you said before, it doesn't start outwards. It starts inwards. So I had to respect myself first. I had to see me for who I am first. I had to appreciate myself first. I had to love myself first. So I had to do all of that first. And now I'm really like building on top of that. So like I broke the foundation. Now I did one brick and now I'm just brick on brick on brick. Now Mm. I'm just really building, but it's tough, man. it's definitely not easy. It's not an easy journey, but I love it. I'll, I wouldn't trade anything in the world for this, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it too, man. It's uh, again, there's different layers to the experience, and once you get past one teaching, I, I feel like life will give you a lesson or a teaching, and then once you understand that, then you get given the key to go to the next level in your experience yeah, exactly, or exactly. the soul's evolution. And yeah, and and man, and again, the re- reminder that I received over the weekend is, is tomorrow is not guaranteed. All we have is right now. And for all we know, man, our soul might be experiencing the exact lessons we need to learn today. And tomorrow we might not be here. Mm-hmm. And 
I know that might sound a bit scary and a little bit of, uh, you know, a sombering thought for some people, but my, my friend was on a, on a path like this, man. And I had these conversations with you and I was having conversations like this with him, before, not even that long ago. And it made me question. It made me question that it can be very easy to get caught up in the future around, okay, yeah, I need to start a business, make money, become this person, become that person. When in reality, this moment right now is all we ever get. And if we're running from this moment, or if we think there's a future moment better than this one, we've missed the point of life. So my inner intention that's come through me the last few weeks is be more in the moment because when you're not in the moment, you miss the opportunities. You miss the parts of you that are trying to be healed. You buy into a limiting story that says some future moment is better than this one. So the more present you are, the more aware of you, you are of your body, the more aware of you are what's coming up. Um, you mentioned your tools, you mentioned your processes, you know, you have, you've had your breath work practice, you have your, your that four step process, which I love. Um, anything else that you kind of live by, you know, I, again, I also want to talk about the importance of having a mentor because that's something that's really helped me a lot as well. Um, has there been anything else that, come into your world that has supported your inner journey that you would recommend for someone else listening i would recommend everyone needs a mentor there's no such thing Mm -hmm. as like oh i'm too good enough i don't need someone to tell me like no that's just egotistical it doesn't exist tony robbins the best of the best everyone needs a coach everyone needs that outside perspective it's always good to learn from someone and look i always say you can learn from literally anyone. Like you said, like when we met and I was 19, like, yo, who is this 19 year old? What am I gonna learn from him? He's fucking like five years younger than me. No, 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 you can learn from anyone. And I really, and that's how I was raised. Like the youngest kid of five boys, you know what I mean? Like that was the way I was nurtured through a family who oh, I don't listen to you, very competitive, mm-hmm. right? And this is what I gained out of it is that like, you can learn anything from anyone and especially kids. And it made me love kids way more than anything in the world and I'm amazing with kids because it's just like they're so brilliant they're so pure they're so authentic they're just them and to see that process of the kids just evolving is just amazing so yeah like back to the point I believe any everyone should have a mentor or just have friends that you can go to to ask advice for or just open up to or hey can you just listen to me for like five minutes mm. you know what I mean like just anyone to go and talk to and for sure mentors that to get to where you want to be. I fully believe in that. I fully, fully believe in coaches, mentors and everything. I think everyone needs it. I think the best of the best have it and they coach people under them. It's just, it doesn't stop, right? We're here to inspire and to contribute. And that's a form of inspiring contributing. Definitely brother. Yeah. I mean, that's where I saw my, my purpose for now stemming from moving into the coaching space um, which I get the sense that you're probably, uh, I'm not sure, but I'm sure you're probably going to be looking to move into more larger facilitations, coaching and that kind of field as well. But it, it wasn't until, you know, I got my first coach that, like you said, you realize the power of someone else showing up for you to hold space for you so that you can get out whatever it is you're holding on to so you can process your own stuff mm-hmm. so that parts of you that can be seen that maybe you can't see yourself. You know, mm-hmm. and I thought I could do it on my own. I was like, yeah, I got this, man. I'll fucking meditate and do my own breath work. I got this. <laughs> it's fucking hard. <laughs> it's hard, yeah. And 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 then and yeah. the minute we surrender and go, and I want I want help. I shouldn't have to do it on my own. You know? And when you have a coach or mentor or guide or someone who can support you, 
you just have breakthroughs so much quicker as you experienced in your journeys and I'm um, just so such a big mentorship and coaching man um, and it's been amazing to see and it's been amazing to see me be able to hold space for others because then that's mm. the most fulfilling thing when you see someone have a breakthrough it's like fuck that's what it's about that's what life's about I feel oh you know? man once I started yeah. going on the back of these workshops I used to be a participant now I'm staffing and like I'm in a training to become a coach and oh, it's a whole new experience man holding space for others just being there with them like with them letting go of their traumatic experience and oh my god it was mind-blowing honestly like like you said like the lessons you learned you learned it okay you get the key to the next level yes the key mm -hmm. to the next level for me was holding space for others mm -hmm. and wow was that an experience man that is i i always preach this i'm like what is what is listening what what is actually listening to someone right not coming to them and hey uh hey jordan uh, i need help with this oh this is like not suggesting just being there and holding yeah. space for someone coming in with an open mind coming with a new mind even if it's a person you've been friends with for 10 years and they're coming to you and you want them to trust you come in with compassion come in with the empathy come in with just an open mind to just listen because you want someone to listen for you so why don't you do the same for them so I think listening is, is definitely something that a lot of people should first really like dive into and actually what is listening. Very well said. Very well said. Yeah. Okay. Listening without trying to fix anything. That's yes, what, exactly. as, as men, we are very, very, uh, you know, we have a lot of tendencies to do that when it comes to relationships as well with girls, we will try and fix their problem. Exactly. A lot of the That's times, man, yeah, a lot of the times, we just want to be heard. We just want to be seen. We just want to be understood. So when a girl or anyone comes to you with mm -hmm. a problem and you feel them, you understand them, you go, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. And so it's, so I, I, I get that. It's okay that you feel that whole space for mm -hmm. someone to be, so they can feel what they're feeling instead of trying to fix it. That's mm -hmm. what, that's the first step. It's, it's accepting that this is what you feel, allowing the emotion mm -hmm. to move through you and then the process of letting go. You try to fix oh, things man. all the time. It keeps it, it keeps things stuck. That's not what those people are often stuck in the fixing mentality. I got to fix this I pain. Agree. I, you know? And and the best way to fix something is just to sit there, hold space, and just be there with them. Mm. And that's something I had to learn by actually doing it and going through the process of someone letting go of their traumatic experiences. And that was life changing for me. I, I was, it was, it's over. It was over from mm. then. I'm so empathetic to anyone. It's, <laughs> I have so much compassion for people in this world. Cause honestly, we're all the same. We're all human. We all go through the same stuff. Everyone has different childhood traumatic experiences or it's just, we got to be there for, for one another. We're all, we're all the same people. We're one people. We're united. And like, once you really start holding space for people, that's how I actually learned it. That's how I really understood what it is to actually listen to someone and mm. the feeling of having like just you right now we're on a podcast like you listening to me and i listen to you it's just it's a conversation that's what a, that's what a conversation is one listening to another not oh yeah i agree with that or uh you can do this like just like coming back with like rebuttals or, or trying to yeah. like, get your significance over someone like nah, that's not what it's about man mm. <laughs> it's about just loving and connecting and just having a good conversation with someone and you feel you can feel the depth in a conversation when it's it, it goes beneath the mind and there's two souls that connect or two hearts that connect there's a there's a there's the conversations that fuel you and there's the conversations that drain you and that's an invitation for people listening like how many of these conversations do you have in your life that fuel you 
how or how many conversations you have where you feel drained and tired afterwards and start to observe okay yeah am i trying to fix someone else's problems or am i holding space for them and i i i just value these conversations so much whether it's with a friend mentor coach someone who it's a soul to soul where someone's you know, there's true listening happening and if you haven't experienced a conversation or you don't have enough of these conversations in your life seek out and find them like that's that's yeah. the really the like you did man you just said you know what? i'm going to chicago i want to go and experience this and your life has never been the same since you know no, it's 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 rebirthing it's literally the rebirthing yeah. process <laughs> that's what i call it it's, <laughs> And like you said, like if, if it's, if you don't have even your closest friends, your best friends, since you're one to five years old, even your parents, man, like, like, you know what I mean? Like we're all one. So like go out there, find someone, like maybe you don't have someone who's close to you that can listen, but like you said, you can go out there and find someone that's willing to really sit down and, and listen to you. So mm. I think it's very important, man. Listening is the most important, I think. Definitely. What do you feel gets in the way for a lot of people when it comes to doing this deep inner work? Because not everyone's ready to, because it's scary. It's not easy and it's scary. Uh, you know, at what point from the, the sessions and the workshops you've attended, does someone get to the point where they're ready to go, yep, yep, I'm ready to do this? And what do you feel gets in the way for a lot of people? Um, I think people that surround them, the area that they're in, um, definitely um, practices that... I guess, I guess even social media, man, social media has a big impact in that. Cause a lot of people are putting out their work. A lot of people are putting out the things that they do and it can give you a little bit more certainty about what's out there and like almost give you a vision of like what type of like what the spirituality work is like. So this, like the uncertainty of like, Oh, what is this? What am I going to do? I don't know what mm -hmm. I'm going to do. Like it's out there. The content's out there to show you what you will be doing. The other thing that's going to stop you from really diving into the work is just fear. I think it's the fear. Mm. It's your mind. It's your mind playing stories and games and telling you not to go. But you know that, you know, sometimes if you really enter the feeling, that's it's going to show you to go that path. And it's just fear. It's, it's really just fear. And it's the people that surround yourself with, like their mindsets, right? You are who you surround yourself with that, you know, that really does make sense sometimes. And yeah, it's mostly fear and, and afraid to really get out of that comfort zone and enter that uncomfort zone and enter that uncertainty place, enter the unknown of, I don't know what the hell is going to happen now, but I'm just going to do it. And just coming mm. with an open mind, right? Developing an open mind, and developing curiosity. Curiosity is a thing that has definitely changed my life for sure. Just being more curious with anything in a conversation, like asking someone questions, just like, curious with like okay like how do i do this marketing strategic or how do i enter the feeling just being curious about it allows you to evolve and allows you to grow so definitely just be curious with what's going on with the spiritual work and you'll get there you'll definitely mm. get there you'll overcome the fear <laughs> yeah a lot of, a lot it's always scary to break out of an old pattern right to break oh. out an old way of thinking is scary to the mind and mm a lot of the times these old patterns are like people's or our coping mechanisms to stop us from having to feel those underlying emotions we don't want to feel coping mechanisms, you know, from what I've observed and I've experienced are you know, watching too much TV, drinking alcohol, eating too much, hanging out with the wrong people, you know, social media, all these things that distract us, you know, from going in and just being with what is right mm -hmm. now. I'm afraid that, I'm not going to make enough money and I'm afraid I'm going to fail and I'm afraid 
I'm not going to be loved and accepted by my friends and family. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Where is that? Where is that feeling coming from? Yeah. And then just being the, you can be the space for yourself, but to get to that awareness, sometimes take someone else to hold, help you hold space. Oh, you, you know? Need it. You need it. Yeah. Oh, you need it. Because it, yeah. for so long I was, it was, it was, I couldn't see it. I couldn't yeah. see this fearful part of me that I was carrying around that just wanted to be seen and loved and mm. said that, you know, I'm going to love you no matter what, you know, no amount yeah. of money can give you that, that inner love, that inner self love, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a liberating experience when you know that all the love you ever wanted was already inside of you and you don't <laughs> have to go looking out there for it. You just have to go in and it's... yeah. It's a funny experience because when I actually, oh my God, I remember it so vividly. When I really felt the inner love, like really felt it for the first time, whew, it was like, whoa, what is this feeling? What is this feeling? And I was so happy. And I was just, I, it, when you feel that inner love, you automatically want to give it, mm. right? So you, that's why people say like, when you feel the love, you want to give. Yes, it's true. When you actually feel the freaking love, yeah. Oh, you just want to give it to everyone, especially that's how I was. And I felt it. I didn't want to let go of it. It was so good. You were feeling sensations in your body. Like you were so happy. You were so, oh, it was an amazing experience. And, and honestly, that's what inspires me. And that's what motivates me to go out there and preach to people to do this, to try it. You know what I mean? Like people are battling out there and I'm battling with you. We're all in the same game. Mm, especially but, now. Like, yeah, especially um, now. Especially now, right? Everyone's yeah. at home everyone doesn't know what the hell to do people are losing their minds sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i, I, I like what you said there man about we're all fighting our own battles you know yes. and it's that that level playing field that really allows us to connect with our fellow human when we realize we're all, we're all kind of facing the same emotions right these underlying fears of unworthiness and doubt and shame it's we're all going through it so mm -hmm. We should be, you know, easier, but go easy on ourselves and each other when, you know, during times like this. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that you said that. That's a good point. Oh yeah. And it's, and it's funny that you brought that up. It's uh, what you said is we're all going through the same emotions. We're all going through different battles, but technically the same battle. Yeah. And it's like, why the hell are we not together? If we're all going through the same battle, why are we like, we're fighting against each other. People are, are constantly fighting against each other because they don't want to feel and the fear takes over and then ego and significance starts coming into your life. And then you're not, you're just fully disconnected at that point. And then it's, it, 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 it I question it every day. It's like, we all go through the same stuff. We all feel the same feelings. Why don't we just be there for each other? Why don't we just listen? Why do we have to judge for feeling that way or it's so that's that's why man that's that's why that's it's part of my why to why i want to preach spirituality or why i want to preach personal development and personal growth it's it's magical mm. <laughs> it's magical. it truly is yeah it truly is yeah because uh once you once you shed the the layers of heaviness the layers of you know blocks that you're carrying around that lightness returns to your being and you feel light and you're like wow you feel more expansive you know, then you can go out and impact more people, right? You feel like you have more to give, like like you you felt you had more to give. You just want to go out and share this love with others. But you know, as I, as I'm realizing along my journey, you you can't prioritize the giving over your own process or self love first, because you know if you're trying to show up for someone else without showing up for yourself, then 
that's selfish. <laughs> selfish. Yeah. Well, you, you can't, yeah, you can't impact at the same level. Um, no. So that's where, you know, like what is your, what is your process like? Do you prioritize your own work in the mornings? Do you have, you know, you have your mentorship programs that you, you work with your other mentors? Like mm-hmm. what, where are your priorities when it comes to your own self-love practices? Um, I would say in the, since I definitely started this work, I prioritize it might sound like a little much, but I prioritize like 80% to myself during the day. Like nice. I'll prioritize anything I have to do to meditate, do breath work. Like nothing will get in the way of that. Um, I really wake up in the morning, take a drink of lemon water, go uh, dip in the cold shower for two minutes. I've been doing that every day for the last like yep. two months. Yep. And that's been unbelievable, life-changing. Yep. <laughs> and then I go right into breath work. So I do I do 20 minutes of breath work and then I would do 20 minutes of meditation and the meditation would be more in the mind, right? Planning mm-hmm. out my day. What's, what's going on here? Like, right. And then the breath work before that would be more of, okay, like what's coming up. Let's, let's, let's get it out. Mm-hmm. And the more, actually it's funny. Cause like it, it takes a while to get to that point to really breathe and then let go. Like it, it, you have to do breath work a lot of times. It's like, it's like anything you're playing basketball. If you want to swish it, you got to fucking shoot 30,000 yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with breath work. You keep doing the breath, it, you keep you go deeper and deeper, and it allows you to get there quicker rather than when you first started. But yeah, and then breath work, and then I get on with my day, and I go do my work. And with my mentor practices, we're actually starting. Um, well, the organization that we went to, he actually is part of the organization who owns it, and they're called JTH, so it's called Journey to Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a website. It's pretty good. It's like whatever nonchalant, but they're more more like a private they don't really market on social media at all because they're really really focused on deep inner healing and it's magical honestly the best freaking program ever um but yeah me and my mentor i told him like let's like you guys aren't preaching so much online but they're impacting like four or five thousand people let's let's bring it to social media like show the world what you got to share like we have so much so we're actually developing this thing it's called one world one heart uh, yeah. it's like on Instagram, whatever we haven't really posted content yet. We're just kind of like making the content, then going to post it. And yeah, I'm really excited to work with him. Um, I'm 20, he's 35. He has eight kids and a wife. Yeah. yeah so he's like, yeah, he's, he's awesome. He's unbelievable. And we really just been meeting up once a week to shoot content, do breath work. And I have on WhatsApp, these check-in groups that we just check in and you know what I mean? Like, my name is Michael. I'm feeling blessed, blessed to be on this mm. podcast with you, mm. right? And just really dive deep and we do these check-in groups and doing check-in groups once a day, every day, man, is, is life-changing. That's, what, that's, that's honestly what I would take for the first, if, if you're curious about doing the spirituality work or personal development and you're watching this or you're hearing this, I would definitely recommend starting just check in, like get a maybe one or two or three people that you really trust and you feel that you can have a nice whole like container that you guys can trust each other and really open up to each other. I would definitely start with that. I would definitely just start by mm. doing like clearings and check-ins and really starting breathing and being aware of what the feeling is. Like just telling yourself, okay, I'm feeling, and if it might be hard, it may be hard to check in and understand what you're feeling at that point. But the more you do it, just like basketball, you're going to make more shots. You're going to get deeper and deeper. So definitely yeah thanks for sharing I, that man. yeah very like very well said and very very 
powerful practice to develop with yourself and with others check-ins regular oh. check-ins yeah oh, best mate if people want to uh if people listening want to connect with you further uh where can they find you online is it instagram or uh, facebook yeah uh my name is michael spivak m-i-c-h-a-e-l and then s-p-i-v-a-k and then my instagram is i gotta change it it's kind of confusing but it's uh spivy underscore underscore <laughs> it's s-p-i-v-y-y underscore underscore and you'll find my stuff there you'll find my one world one heart page that we're slowly coming up with and yeah everything will be on my instagram there and feel free to chat i'm really open to connecting i love having conversations like this honestly i would have mm. a conversation about this i don't Black care you man. <laughs> like fuck <laughs> let's just there's have so a much there's so much benefit in having deep conversations man so uh, it's Brother, there. I just want to acknowledge you for showing up so powerfully at such a young age and the work you're doing and the impact you're already having on people is just tremendous. And yeah, you've really inspired me and I'm grateful for our friendship, man, even though we're on the other sides of the world right now. It's so great to have these calls and, and be in contact. Oh, man. Same with you, man. Fuck. Uh, the first day I met you and you, like, like I said, like when I met my mentor, the first day I met you, the energy was there. Mm. And it just goes to show life will bring the right people into your, into your world. You know, if you're putting out the right energy, the right people, no matter what you do for work, no matter what you do, if you're putting out the right energy, you, you'll be aligned with people to support you on your journey. I want to say one more thing. Like when you say the energy you give back, the energy you get, get right back in, right? That's hundred percent factual. And the reason why is because we live in a world of gravity and gravity works with energies too. So it doesn't only work with, everything that happens in the particles and whatever happens in earth but it also happens with our energies right like boom our gravities just put us right together and i met you and here we are <laughs> here we are brother i just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on this uh this podcast and having this conversation with me i've really enjoyed it and i know people are going to get a ton of value from this so thanks again and um we're going to be in touch soon 100 percent. thank you have a great night There we have it, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Uh, again, if you took value from this episode, you've been enjoying the podcast and you haven't subscribed already, please jump over to iTunes um, and subscribe and leave a comment or share this with a friend if you think someone could benefit from listening to this. And as always, I just want to express my gratitude to you for being a part of this journey with me and being on this, this episode and, and really just engaging with this content. Um, and this is during a time where we need more people to stand up and be leaders. So thank you again. And we'll see you in the next episode. These are going to be coming out once a week, every Tuesday. So stay tuned. Plenty more to come.